You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. In this week's episode, podcasting gets another hunk in Bradley Cooper. Hollywood looks to podcasting for ideas. Lamborghini revs up their new show. More industry musical chairs. Gary Lineker scores big and more of the best. Alright, welcome back to another week of Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks. I have a very special guest with me this week, fresh back from holidays. It is Stocks himself. How are you, mate? Man, it's good to be back. Yeah. You're looking fresh. Feel fresh. Looking zen. Feel zen. Good holiday? Yeah, love going away, love visiting family, visiting friends, seeing new places, doing different things, taking time off, yep. completely unplugged, which yeah. is cool. I was going to say, how much of this time were you spending listening to podcasts? A bit, but oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, I went through the sort of top 20 podcasts in US, UK, Canada while I was away just to, for a bit of learning, but didn't listen to anything I normally listen to, like yeah. just cleaned out the playlist, didn't take my laptop, like I stopped in Asia on the way through, left my laptop there, picked it up on the way back. Yeah. So completely unplugged from work. Um, unfortunately, didn't listen to this brilliant podcast. Oh, okay. So well, you can catch up. There's still time. There's, there is. Still so there. apologies if we double up on anything <laughs> or if I've just missed something you guys have completely talked about. But I love my life. I was saying this morning and I'm so glad to be back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Good to be here. Yeah. Um, good to be speaking to you all today. Yeah. Well, it's cool coming into the studio and seeing, you know, a couple of uh, people already in there making some shows. Yeah. 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 Big Willie Mason and Scope doing their origin recap. Yeah. Hustling in in 7 a.m. Good on them. Well, let's look into what's been happening in the podcast world, hey? Bradley Cooper's just done a deal with iHeartMedia. Yeah. So this is interesting. I mean, iHeartMedia is the number one podcast publisher globally, according to PodTrack. Um, and they just announced a multi year deal, audio deal between iHeart Podcasts and Lee, L-E-A, Pictures, a production company launched by Bradley Cooper in 2020. So they're going to co-produce a whole bunch of shows, including the Good Stuff podcast, which debuted last month. Um, and Cooper will serve as an EP for the entire slate, which will be distributed by iHeart. Now, Cooper's got some runs on the board here in terms of voice stuff. He's Rocket and Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and he's almost unrecognizable in that role. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know that uh, leading into seeing that movie for the first time, and then afterwards, you know, everyone's like, oh, Bradley Cooper. I'm like, what fucking character did he play? And totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I still so. listen to it and go, oh, that's Bradley Cooper. That's really good. Yeah, so he's really gone for it. I mean, a lot of these kind of Hollywood actors just do themselves being an animated character, but he's really kind of gone for a unique character voice. And he's been a blockbuster kind of movie guy but he's had this reputation quietly of being uh, trying to be a real thespian so he was doing the elephant man on broadway uh-huh. and apparently he was sort of contorting his body every night to be the elephant man and then having to get a two and a half hour massage every Jeez. night to cor- you know to correct out his body yeah um bit indulgent but oh obviously that's how hard he's going in yeah. the part so t- trying that sort of methody uh thespian lifestyle but i mean initially you go oh here we go another another fucking Hollywood gimp trying to cash in a podcast, another celebrity, another Harry Megan, another Obama. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. But we had a quick look at his IMDb, and it's like, oh, shit, okay, this guy is a legit producer, an executive producer. 
I mean, we can run through a couple of them now. I mean, Limitless, he was an EP on. That's a, I love that movie. As do I. It's underrated. Silver Linings Playbook, Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, totally. Uh, EP on that as well. American Hustle, yep. EP. American Sniper, he was actually a producer on, which yeah. means he really got his hands muddy. Um, and that was one where I believe he found the story. Yeah, um, acted. Yeah, the book. And went, we've got to make this into something. And he was the lead. Um, obviously, Limitless as a TV series as well. So he's able to turn bits of IP into yeah. other, into other, I guess, formats. War Dogs, he was a producer on. I love that movie. A Star is Born, obviously, which we've been humming away in the background. Yeah, that's right. And we'll be stuck in our heads for the rest of Tell time. Tell me something good. <laughs> um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And The Joker. I had no idea he was, did The Joker. Yeah, I think uh, The Joker was directed by Todd Phillips and obviously anyone who's ever seen the Hangover movies will know Todd Phillips from those as well as a bunch of others. So no doubt they you know, developed a good relationship during that period and, and they've worked on a bunch of projects since. So I mean that would have made them both a ton of, mo- of money as did the Hangover project, the Hangover films themselves. So yeah. yeah, he's a bit of a G, huh? Because he works also, I mean, Silver Lining Playbook, American Hustle, all the same director as well. Yeah. So he must be a great guy to work with. Yeah. Because he works with these guys and then go, can do f- subsequent follow-up projects. I mean, he obviously can make it rain because he's a big name. Uh-huh. But he mustn't be a dickhead to work with. Yeah. Well, it speaks a lot of languages as well. So, we, you know, we've talked about oh, really? in the past all this kind of AI that's going to translate your podcast for you. But they'll probably just have Bradley Cooper there translating all their podcasts. Damn. All right. Look forward to seeing what uh, Lee Productions and iHeart comes up with. This could be good. So look, this segues nicely into this beautiful article um, we've been looking at in uh, Variety. It's titled TVI's Podcast Profit Potential Despite Content Spending Pullback. Big hefty title there. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a tongue twister. (laughs) But look, dozens of podcasts have been turned into TV shows and hundreds more have been optioned and are waiting to undergo serious development. So look, audio formats have become the go-to for prestige IP offering so-called proof of concept for producers for the next big project. So we've talked about this, that you've got this proof of concept with this audience, that this show works with an audience, um, and you're bringing an audience to the table. So TV executives being more risk averse just because of the sheer scale um, yeah the investment uh, that goes into these sorts of things and I think like some of these uh, podcast studios seem to be like really set up for this as well you know uh, your studio like Wondery excels at these pulpy you know tabloidy style shows uh, podcasts about you know whatever like a bit we crashed about the um, we work uh, business Dr. Death you know they're, they're these really kind of spicy titles and each of the episodes are very you know it's very serialized and so you get to the end and you're like fuck I've just got to keep on going here like, this is insane yeah and that would hence be Amazon buying Wondery a couple of years ago and the ones you reference are some of the big podcasts have recently become TV shows a We Crash Dr. Death The Dropout yeah The Dropout TV show yeah. and film what this article references to is this guy Aaron Mark he first pitched a TV adaption of a show Epinata Loca it was a Sweeney and Todd inspired one woman play about a Latino fighting gentrification in Manhattan's Washington Heights mm-hmm. great stuff he took it to Hollywood and they went you're nuts <laughs> And then he turned the, turned the show into a Gimlet podcast, which Gimlet, again, another one that's been acquired by Spotify, called The Horror of Dolores Roach. And then after that was successful, uh, there was a bidding war. Yeah. Not only did Hollywood go, oh, you're not nuts. They went, there was a bidding war and Blumhouse uh, production company won the TV rights. Um, to the podcast, and then they started casting it. The resulting TV show uh, starring Justina Machado as the titular weed dealer turned killer masseuse debuted on July 7 on Prime Video. So 
as Mark likes to note, Dolores Roach is unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, great yarn. Yep, right. absolutely. He says, we ended up making a television show based on the podcast, which is really drawn from material I created for the television adaptation of a one-person play. <gasps> it's really quite the most bizarre thing. Yeah, look, so I mean, at best, you know, what the article says is the best podcast adaptions can lean into a built in audience, but there are no guarantees listeners will cross formats or the program will translate well to TV. I guess when we've talked about it, we've said that's the biggest hook is the audience moving across. Yeah. But we haven't really gone down this road of that uh, you've already structured the story if yep. you've done the podcast. That's right. And if you're, you know, if, if TV execs out there are trying to look for something that they can turn into a TV show and someone has an idea, well, they've got to flesh out that idea further and say, okay, how long can we make this thing? You know, it doesn't have enough juice there to be six episodes, to be 10, to be whatever. That's it, yeah. If you've so already got the podcast and you say, this is already a you know, 12-episode show, they know that they're going to be able to flesh this out you know, obviously produce something good, get tons of money from advertising, da-da-da-da-da. Perfect, yeah. And that's what Blumhouse TV president Chris McCumber says. He says his team tries to work out when they get a concept how much there is to the project. They get a lot of amazing ideas, but when they start digging in, they realize, oh, shit, there's only four or five episodes. So when you've got a podcast, you've got it fully fleshed out, you've got the cliffhangers, you've got the beats. You know, the episodes aren't just there, they're structured. Yeah. Um, You've got your A plot, your B plot, your C plot, you've got your first act, second act, third act, et cetera, et cetera. Dolores, the horror of Dolores Ranch. The other thing McCumber says is that just listening to the podcast, the horror of Dolores Ranch, he knew right away that, that Aaron knew exactly who his character was and where the story was headed, and it was wholly original. Obviously, there's been some creative adjustments made to the adaption process. You can't do what you're doing in audio format we're doing on TV, so there's got to be some things to change. It's not just – it's like a book when you've got a book and they can write inside the head of the character. Yeah. Similar to the podcast, uh, the podcast in this case had the character able to sort of whisper in your ear and you can't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they may have to make some adjustments to adapt the show. But, I mean, this is brilliant. We look forward to seeing more of these kind of projects and, and no doubt, you know, this will become more and more of a testing ground for uh, film studios, TV studios, what have you, looking for the next big, big thing that they can invest in. Yeah, and look, just positive feedback from the people in power. You get Wanderers Aaron Hart. He just goes, I think we've just seen the start of this. And when he's referring to the growth of trends of podcasts being turned into TV shows. And look, the head of Universal, he says the podcast adaption trend has staying power. To quote him, he says, I don't see this going away anytime soon. This is really good news for podcasting. Totally. I think this one's interesting as well, kind of aligned here uh, to what we were just talking about with, you know, some degree of podcast IP. This is taking a different sort of IP in, a, in an existing brand and turning that into a podcast show itself. A very big, famous brand. A very big, famous mm. brand. You would have heard them before, uh, no doubt, if you've been driving down certain streets or walking down certain streets and you hear one go by, you can't miss it. We're talking about Lamborghini here, who's just launched their new podcast. Yep. First episode is starring uh, Lamborghini's CEO, and it's just landed on all podcast platforms, including YouTube today. Uh, the podcast is called Beyond, a Lamborghini podcast, and uh, episodes will drop each month. Okay. So what do you think of this? I mean... This corporate IP space is something that's, you know, in the world of, of cinema, we've had the past decade or so absolutely dominated by Marvel and comic books. Now, it seems like we're entering into this sort of brand IP phase with Mattel has got Barbie coming out this year. They're really, you know, these guys, you heard the Tetris movie came out recently. There's a Blackberry one. There's a bloody Flaming Hot Cheetos film that's come out. Mattel, as I said earlier, they've got 45 films in development. So, I mean, we are about to go into this, you know, next decade of just 
corporate IP essentially yeah. dominating the TV screens, the films, and now it seems like our audio as well. Yeah. Who is this for? I don't know. I mean, look, no doubt there's people who are absolute diehard Lamborghini fans and, and anyone who has the, the funds to buy a Lamborghini, congratulations. No doubt you'll be driving around with this podcast playing in your Lamborghini as well. People who go out there and they buy Lamborghini you know, merchandise will probably be listening to this. So there's an audience, no yeah. doubt. Like anyone who's got the books, anyone who has this interest in this, in this brand or this passion in this brand will probably give it a listen. This is what they say. Throughout the series, Lamborghini's team will share details about the daily grind and provide insights into the fast-moving and ever-evolving auto industry. The podcast will also feature special guests from outside the car world with roles and inspirations akin to that of former senior Lamborghini figures. It won't just be car content either. The series will cover a range of diverse subjects, including music, art, design, science, fashion, and beyond. I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing here. Okay, I mean, that's a pretty broad uh, playing yeah. field, isn't it? Yeah, and look, uh, I had a friend who bought a exotic European sports car, yeah. and he said for the first month, you don't even turn the radio on. You just listen to the engine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just glorious. Well, maybe they can release one episode, which is just the engine sounds, and you can play that in your car as you drive along and pretend like you're in a Lamborghini. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Look, an interesting one. The other part about this, to go into your original point, is, look, they're not the only high-end car maker with a podcast. Porsche, Mercedes, and BMW have a similar series as well. Well, there you go. Drive to survive. <laughs> Jules, in some, I don't know, I wouldn't call this big news, in some actually sort of quiet news that you had to scroll down a link to find, is Apple is going to provide individual episode artwork finally. Big product move by Apple, obviously. Yeah, so <laughs> when you do a podcast, you have your podcast art, but almost every podcast platform allows you to do individual episode art, yeah. so that if you want to be a bit more creative and expressive, you can make each episode have a different... Yeah, image. It, uh, you'll see this happen a lot with you know the big uh, interview podcasts. Like a lot of the time when they're speaking to someone famous, they'll put the image of that person on their on their uh, artwork so that people, when they're scrolling through, they might see you know whoever they're interviewing, Bradley Cooper, for instance, and say, "Oh shit, let's see what he's got to say." So it's a really good way to attract eyes and, and ears when you are just kind of passively scrolling through. It's it's crazy that it wasn't there already. I think some people have a great deal of fun with this, like Hello Sport. Dude. Yeah, Hello Sport. Always, you know, it's referential to to what's happened in the show that they're just putting up, and they place themselves their two faces in bit of Photoshop, bit of yeah, bit of deliberately dodgy Photoshop, yeah, and have some fun, which is good. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they'll be happy to see that on Apple, no doubt. Yeah. So this uh, episode artwork will appear on devices with the iOS 17 update, which is coming soon. Um, about time. This is another sort of below-the-line bit of news, but I think this has bigger implications. Mm -hmm. So former Spotify director of global podcast sales, David Kahn, has joined Cumulus Media's Westwood One as senior vice president of sales and digital partnerships. I spoke to a couple of industry people yesterday, and they were just shaking their heads about right. this. Cumulus Media is sort of a third-tier uh -huh. kind of media brand. Why would you leave Spotify to go to Cumulus? Um, either maybe a couple of dick pics floating around the office and you're gone. <laughs> or, or this is an indictment of where Spotify's at. Yeah. And you're yep. getting off and you're going this way because you don't want to be there and you don't like what's going on. Yeah, or does Cumulus have something big in the works themselves that, you know, I mean, there's big opportunities there, no doubt if someone's coming in, it's a lesser known brand, they could be receiving some very, you know, mm. 
incredible package for being there. No, there's been just rumors turning around about that, I guess, um, what's happening with the Spotify monetization side of things. People are saying this is a bad sign. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough, but that's just what's swirling around behind the podcast scene. Okay, well, there's plenty of movement yeah. to support the rumor mill, I guess. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. Slightly more positive news, Pocket Casts uh, have created a Wear OS app. So what the hell is Wear OS? Well, if you have a, it's a Google operating system specifically designed for watches. So like a Samsung Galaxy watch, Google Pixel watch. Yeah. This is kind of cool. When I was away, one of my cousins had a really cool Garmin watch. I've had an Apple watch, but I kind of got rid of it because I don't like wearing things on my wrist. But an Apple watch, if anyone has got one, is like a really nice extension of your phone Mm -hmm. in terms of, it rings, yeah. it gives you notifications, yeah. it gives you how many steps you've done. It's got some health stuff, which has really made the Apple Watch work. But it's really an extension of your phone. Yeah, This seems pretty cool because this has got this Pocket Cast app. Allows you to leave your phone behind while you go for a run, which is fine. But you can also um, sort of toggle through episodes, cues, filters. Um, you can also access your uploaded cloud files, episodes played, um, archive stuff. So they've really focused on on the interface, you know, as yeah. it relates to podcasts. Yeah, it's not requiring the watch as much. You can adjust playback effects, change playback speed, trim excess silence, switch on volume boost, make it louder. Like just, it, it's a little bit more. Yeah. Like it's not, it's trying to be a bit of a standalone. And I think it's just, this wearables are such a huge space as well. Yeah. And I always did find, I did make sure when I got an iWatch that it had the functionality to go without the phone. Yes. Because like, oh, I want to go for a jog. I want to go for a swim. I want to go to the beach or something. And I don't want to take the phone, with phone. You to get the actual usability of this watch. It's kind of... Yeah. But I found it. it was clunky and often it would just take me until I'd sort of walk to the beach to get to work yeah. and by all reports this is actually a really good really good um, bit of kit alright well my birthday's been but I'll keep an eye out in my sack for uh, for Christmas time there stocks alright got it coming now on this uh, Pocket Cast making some cool stuff uh, something that happened a couple of weeks ago but it's pretty big news is Stitcher is shutting down yeah, big platform that that really kind of went hard on on podcasts and tried to differentiate itself from from the other providers out there, from the other platforms like Spotify, Apple, etc. Yeah, so Stitcher's like a player, so you can play your podcast on Stitcher. I had it for a while, and yeah. it's like Pocket Cast is a player, Spotify's a player, Apple Podcasts is a player. So, what was its kind of point of difference, really? I mean, like just kind of scrolling through a lot of the things that they sort of said were you know great features seem to me to be things that you could do on other platforms and also have the kind of music library there as well or or in the case of YouTube, you know, the incredible YouTube video library. Yeah. Look, I think um, writing's on the wall for anyone with a, that's got a platform. Um, Spotify, Apple and YouTube are just behemoths. Yeah. And then I went through some all our podcasts, well, a lot of our podcasts, just to look at the – it tells you what they played on. Everyone does a little bit of pocket cards. That seems to have really been – a lot of Android phones yeah. are on there, and then everything else is like sub 1%. Yeah, right. So I don't know why you're in this game. If you've been in this game, why would you compete against these bigger bigger players? But also, what's the benefit? Like, all these players are equally shit, in yeah. my opinion. Like, you know, they're decently mediocre. Yeah. It could be a lot better. But where, you make, where do you make your money on having a player? I don't see the point where you're making the money here. Yeah, well, I mean, they have uh, talked about doing some exclusive shows as well. I couldn't name any off the top of my head. So I guess, yeah, it's a bit of an indictment in and of itself. I think it's just the way the industry is shaking as well. Like, um, it's just consolidated into players, just have a basic functionality. You can play it through a browser if you want. 
um, with Google. It's kind of a business that's not there's there is no point there where you can actually clip the ticket. Yeah. So at this point, where the money's made is on the hosting level. Yeah. And I think that's what the thing that's coming with Spotify. I think that's the other thing that everyone in the industry is waiting for is for Spotify to open up and not have all that stuff be exclusive because where you make the money is at the hosting level and that's mm-hmm. where you insert the ads. So whatever player it goes out on, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, the it's controlling the hosting level and that's where the ads and the monetization can all occur. So it's just also, I think, just a shift in the industry that everything, all the monetization is occurring at the hosting level now with this dynamic insertion. All right, well, Vale Stitcher, hey? Last vale. day will be August 29. So enjoy it while you can, I suppose. Now, some really good news. Tony Abbott's got a podcast. Oh, my God. Well, this is right up your alley, you lefty. Yeah, Hello, definitely. Lefty. Um, <laughs> Tony Abbott and, and Peter Credlin. You'll be tuning in? I, I think, I don't, I'm not sure if this one will make it into my kind of regular listening, although, you know, I'm interested to see what this is about. This is reuniting Abbott and Credlin. Credlin yep. was like a key advisor for Abbott. A lot of doing a lot of his time, uh huh. And look, he had a lot of support in his time as well. And and so there will be a lot of people who are feeling a big, you know, Tony Abbott sized budgie smuggler hole in their hearts and and minds. And and no doubt they'll jump onto this one. Doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of hot takes in terms of it could be a bit of a virtuous circle jerk of agreement mm-hmm. and maybe just revving each other up and up. But I mean, this is another XPM getting into podcasting. Yeah, a bit of a trend in this, eh? Yeah, we've had Julia and we've had Malcolm. So what do you reckon ScoMo's podcast is going to be? Well, I don't know, but watching the uh, the Batuta series, if we know one thing, it's that ScoMo will probably have a little bit of a Hillsong-y, you know, uh, religious skew to it, perhaps. Or yeah. maybe the Sharks, although Shark. they seem to have denounced him. Number one fan? Yeah. So the podcast forms a part of an expanded audio effort launched by Sky News in recent months. So this includes a tie-up with their Murdoch partners, uh, Nova, that'll see it reach millions of listeners. We were with Nova for a while. Yeah. I call BS on this. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, well, I don't know how Nova's going to get the millions of listeners. Look, love love the team at Nova. Great radio station. Podcasting. Uh, look, yeah. I don't know where these millions of listeners are coming from. But yeah, yeah we'll let's, see. let's see. I mean, if you've got something like Sky News, you've got a, a space there where you can promote the show to you know their quite substantial audience. Now, will they go across and start listening to a show on, on a podcast? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, it's, it's certainly a, a half-decent launching platform, I would say. Yeah. Now, a bit of fun news, uh, a bit of really positive news is Financial Times have announced that Gary Lineker and his goal hanger podcast teammates have got this podcast empire is doing 17.5 million downloads a month. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and they've got 20,000 people paying monthly subscriptions. I listened to some of their podcasts when I was away. Um, there's one, The Rest is Politics. It's brilliant. Really? Like, it is absolutely brilliant. It's Two elite political experts, so it, it's former Downing Street Director of Communications and Strategy Alistair Campbell and Cabinet Minister Rory Stewart. So they joined forces, and this, this is great. It's a blue-red is the logo, and it's a yeah. lefty, it's a righty. They, it's intelligent, constructive conversations. Um, it's not hot takes. It's not like, oh, I'm going to say the hottest thing. It's basically, it, they come together to call out the general stupidity of just politicians. Um, but these guys are absolute top tier guys yeah they've also got another spin-off podcast as well i highly recommend it this one was top five uk top 10 us 
it's it's a fantastic listen. Like it really is. It's this is the best form of political podcasting I've seen. It's not like something like uh, Crooked Media, which is all very leaning one way or the yeah. other. Yeah. This is just sensible conversations. This yeah, is, well, more mean, of this should exist. But these guys are also unicorns. Yeah. Well, even the sort of the Tony Abbott thing that we were just talking about before, and, and you know, as you said, Crooked Media, there's such a, a, a sort of I don't want to say like a trend's probably the wrong word, but it, be it podcasting or be it you know social media, whatever you're following, to just push you down either left or right. You're you're on one of the teams, right? And then there's a reluctance to hear anything from anyone else. Now, any kind of show that can bring those two sides together and have an actual intelligent discourse, I'm all for this because I think so much is lost in that grey area. And particularly on something like uh, Instagram or whatever, you have these kind of, you know, right or left-leaning sites that will send over one little clip of, of you know, someone making a stupid point and then everyone's like, see, see, see. And it just, personally, I just don't think it actually gives anything to any kind of good conversation about how we should be progressing as a society. I think... It, we need these sorts of shows where people can actually have a conversation, put their point out there, have it challenged, be able to challenge back. I think this is cool. I want to listen to this. I want to see people uh, take this as a bit of inspiration for things that they can do here in Australia. Keep that dialogue open. Let's have civilized conversations. Let's progress. I couldn't agree with you more. And the great thing is these guys both can lift a lid on things. Yeah. Because they've both been there. They yep. understand yep. the machinations, what's happening behind the scenes. Um, look, for those who don't know who Gary Lineker is, he was one of the great sort of English football players, um, was a striker, very successful guy, very um, charismatic man. He hosts Match of the Day, which is like the big, biggest football show, an absolute institution in the UK. And he's also gotten a bit of trouble because it's a BBC show and yeah. he has had some sort of political leaning tweets, uh, particularly about refugees, yeah. situations like that, where he got in a lot of trouble. Uh, so there was a sort of Lineker gate was trending. So he's politically active. Yeah. This is no coincidence that this has happened, that he's built this podcast empire that is doing content like this. But he's also lent into what he's known for. And I think you'd like this podcast. It's got a called Match of the Day, the Top Ten. It's an outside-the-box approach where himself and two other pundits, another guy, um, Micah Richards, and another guy, Alan Shearer, mm-hmm. who both on both football pundits and ex-players, and they're basically trying to come up with their top 10 player list of all time and have a debate, but they're doing it in a really interesting way. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's not in that sort of US style, oh, in my number 10 is... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the I, classic you know, list of top 10, top 5, whatever, like they've got a new skew on this. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. So give that a listen. And look, that's a nice segue into, um, I guess, our next point. Yeah. Which is Guardian just released a list. It's called, like, Nothing Else You'll Ever Hear. And it's the 20 best podcasts ever. Um, like, I hate this shit. Um, <laughs> but I love it as well. Um, you know, it's like the tw- best 20 movies of all time. What are you doing? So subject- it's so subjective. Yeah, totally. But it just it can't be definitive. So, yeah. And I thought it would be fun if we could maybe... If you were approached for this list, Jules, what would you do? But, I mean, this opens up a can of worms, right? Absolutely. Just to set it up, what they've done on this list is they've gone and approached all these incredible podcasters and said, what's your, what's your favorite podcast? Uh, what's the greatest episode you've ever heard? And so you've got, that's where the 20 comes from. So each, they've asked 20 people and they've got to give one thing. Yeah. So how would you approach this? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's like if you think it's going to be published somewhere, it's going to get a lot of eyeballs. Like, there's obviously going to be a desire to want to put forward something that makes you seem like a very intellectually curious and sophisticated person. A little outside the box. Yeah, a little bit of a contrarian thinker. It's totally. Like, oh, oh, this little one. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to be throwing out some of those, you know, really well-known cereal. Names. I love cereal. Exactly. Just, yeah. I think I think we can probably take a, a fair guess that most people who listen to podcasts have listened to cereal at some stage, and we'll reference that as as one of the. Hallmark shows that got them into the medium in the first place. Look, there's a ton of stuff that I listen to on a daily basis that I can't live without anymore. Now, is this going to be something I'm going to put forward? I don't know. Stocks, what do you reckon? Well, what would that be? What would some of those be? Let's, let's well, I just don't know if like this sort of daily news program. So you're not going to put the squiz on or, uh, uh, or, or ABC News Daily. You're, you're like, oh, yeah, man. I love those. Both of those. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that ain't going on the list. Oh, I love that episode when they broke down the bloody, you know, the mini sub. Totally. Uh, but, I mean, look, there's obviously, you know, you also get caught up in a bit of recency bias on some of the things that we've been listening to. And, you know, we've talked about Bill Simmons and Nauseam. Any of his kind of shows on the Ringer Network, I am devoted to. 60 Songs That Explain the 90s is obviously one of these classics. There's a new one and out. And an episode that you particularly liked. Yeah. Like, I, like, I love the Bone Thugs and Harmony one. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so I, I reckon I could, you know, that would be something I'd legitimately recommend to someone. Yeah, Bittersweet but Symphony for me. This, that's not going on this list. No, right. what about, I mean, playing English from over in that studio as well. The rewatchables, there's a ton of shows that they've got there. But I mean, geez, look, Marin does get put in this list. Marin was very big for me, obviously, as a wannabe stand-up comedian. It's an interesting in Marin episode too, right? Yeah. So, look, here's an idea of, uh, here's some, of someone sort of nailing it in terms of playing the game well. It's Steve Bartlett, who's host of a Diary of CEO, which we've gone on a bit about here. And he quotes, sick of being sick. Uh, one of my best friends, Rocio, had cancer. They found a large tumor in her brain. She launched a podcast called Sick of Being Sick to share long-form insights of the journey she was on. She explains the diagnosis in real time by releasing weekly episodes that so that's obviously very me- meaningful and memorable for me. She also survives the brain tumor, so we get to hear about that. It was a really wonderful thing to do. I think it helped her a lot and certainly helped everyone around her. 10 out of 10, Stephen Bartlett, yeah. for doing something outside the box, something that's personal, personal something that's, right. that's fucking meaningful as. Yeah. I mean, that's how you answer these lists, yeah. right? I mean, uh, absolutely. Like that, that sort of thing, yeah, this is what podcasts are great for. It's this sort of niche little ideas and topics that can be explored and you know, otherwise wouldn't usually have a voice. You get to hear from people who are in this experience and that can be so beneficial to people who are also yeah. having those kind of experiences who might feel like they've been abandoned in, in one way or another. Yeah, as opposed to me going the Bill Simmons podcast when he had Michael Rappaport on, which was an all-timer, which sort of caused all my group chats to chat, to crash when he's talking about, basically Rappaport's talking about the guy who played Rocky's trainer yeah. being an all-time stick man. Yeah. Um, I mean, a it phrase was, that I was not familiar yeah. with before that. It was so. a legendary podcast. I'm not putting that on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with like Sweet Bobby or something. Yeah. <laughs> the one where they have the reveal. You've got to do something. Yeah. So I, look, as I said, I, I, I hate these lists, but I love these lists. Yeah. Because no. you're just watching the mental gymnastics that go on board and the calculus going into how can I put myself in the best situation here and present myself as the best situation yeah, on absolutely. this list. Well, no one's come banging on our doors yet, Stocks, but so we've got a little bit of time to prepare. But in the meantime, there's a few shows here that I will listen to. And if you want to look for something else to listen to, then we'll drop this uh, in the show notes as well. One last thing, just to get out on here on, Threads. Yes. Um, so look, Threads has broken all sorts of records in number of signups, um, how quickly it's happened. Yeah, a million downloads within the hour, got 100 million downloads within a few days. I mean, this has seriously broken records. Yeah. i got a hot take here. 
And I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to just throw it out there, and it could be way wrong. I think Threads isn't going to work. What? Yeah, okay. Because after a few days, it was right. It's great, and a lot of the signups came from the fact that you could just follow your whole Instagram audience. Yeah. And like, oh, incredibly clever! Suddenly, it's populated. I've got all these people following me on Threads. And you just go, but wait a sec! You've just basically met that. I chose not to do that because I already got Instagram. Uh-huh. So I don't need to follow the same people on another format. So you've created an echo chamber for yourself. Yeah. So suddenly you've got this less interactive platform. doesn't have the searchability of Twitter. Yeah. Best thing I use Twitter for is, is for what's trending, breaking news, current news, things happening real fast. Yeah. You can't do that on threads. Yeah, I heard that. That's really interesting. So if you're watching along to the cricket or whatever, yeah. you, something that's going on, you know, a big news event and you want to be involved in the conversation, it doesn't give you that ability? Yeah, and so threads is sort of Instagram with different, slightly different functionality, but not really. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's not going to work. Okay. So that's my hot take. Unless something happens, I think it's going to be the fastest thing yeah. and then it's just going to, like, people aren't even going to look at it. Yeah, well, we've had a few other examples of that recently. You know, Be Real uh, was an app that came out recently where people were encouraged to show sort of the real side of of life, which, you know, was super popular as well. It came out and it seems to have kind of drifted off. I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah, look, hey, this thread has come on hard. So we'll see what happens there. I'm just throwing it out there. Like to be wrong as usual. (laughs) Watch this space. All right, we've gone long. Um, let's get out of here. Yeah, well, thanks, Stocks. Good to have you back, mate. Good to see you, brother. If you want to jump on the socials and follow us and get involved with the conversation, it is behind underscore the underscore podcast on Instagram. Yeah, perhaps like send in what your podcast yeah. recommendation if you were asked to go on that Guardian list. <laughs> <laughs>